It's time to partner with Betfair and preview Towton Cup Day GA. George, King George Towton Cup Day. We're recording the 1-1, your West Australian racing podcast at 11.15, quarter past 11 on Thursday the 10th of December. We're racing in Geraldton today. Albany is hosting a Friday meeting tomorrow. We are about to roll through nine races uh, at Ascot this Saturday. Esperance is on the quick backup this weekend as well. They've got another Saturday meeting mm. while the um, everything winds down in the southwest with eight races at Bunbury on Sunday. And stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind and the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competitions. Yes, and our Get Summer Ready with Betfair, Terry. The um, That promotion wrapped up last mm-hmm. week on Kingston Town Classic Day. Big congrats to David Keats, who predicted a truly great victory, and he was closest to the official $21, $21 Betfair starting price. I reckon David owes me a... Uh Nice slab of beef there to, uh, <laughs> to, to make me feel a little bit better. Just with just, just on the uh, um, people betting on Betfair, it's it's still it grinds BJ. And you know, not many things grind my gears. That's a lie. Very very little. Very, very little. Yeah. Probably only about ten things an hour. Um, but it's grinding my gears seeing people lob up. And this is I'm not going to ping anyone by name, but they'll, they'll know who they are. Lobbing up bet slips or saying what price they got for certain horses, especially long price horses, and chucking up. Look, I have my 50 each way at $34 on certain horses. I remember she's got married at 34, 35 bucks. That was $95 Betfair SP. Like, what are you doing? That's an extra four grand if you've gone on Betfair and taken the, the SP price on Betfair. The majority of the time, you're going to be getting such better value, and especially when it's a horse at a longer price. If you're going on sports bet and backing it, there's no difference to going on Betfair. And backing it, it's still an online um, gambling service. So mm. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's just uh, there's not enough, still not enough people quite aware of how much it's costing them when they do back a winner. So they don't really have to bet harder at all, BJ. Mm. Do you know what they have to do, though? Bet smarter. Bet smarter. Exactly right. So, And just with that as well, a lot of people find using Betfair a little bit um, – What's the word I'm after here? It can be a little bit tricky, especially with the so the liquidity in the WA markets. It takes till the final, especially midweek, five, ten minutes um, to be able to have a proper bet at a market that's sort of at 101%, which is obviously what we bet at. Um, but you can just use the SP button and you can place it earlier in the morning. You can play, you don't know what price you're going to get then, but it's more than likely going to be a better price you're taking than the um the fixed agency. So that's what I'd recommend going forward. Just gets my, just gets me a little bit. That's all. All right. So yeah, those, everyone to win. Yes, win big, win big. Yeah, and yeah. So the yeah, those that Betfair merchandise pack that was um, very highly mm. sought after, and uh, David Keats is going to be uh, rocking all the Betfair gear this summer. So congratulations again, David. So yeah, just some we'll rattle through some reminders for everyone for all our one-one listeners that if you would like to read my pre-markets preview the leg up jump on to bestbets.com.au or the Oz race website the leg up's been out since 7 a.m this morning while two of the best in the business terry the perth racing guru layton and daniel cripps they combine powers for the wild west video preview available on the betfair hub that's betfair.com.au and the 1-1 is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. All right, Guru, let's get cracking. GA, Towton, Cup Day, Ascot, Saturday the 12th of December. 
So the rail is back out to the three meter position after being in the true last Saturday. Now we do have a possible storm um, scheduled for today being Thursday, a fine day tomorrow, Friday, 32 degrees, and it's a 28 degree day on Saturday. So is this normal? Sorry? 36 degrees and three to eight mil? Yeah. Does this happen? I'm not sure. Does this happen often? This feels very abnormal to me. Quite excited. I don't mind the, I like the hot is, weather. Is I, mean, I like a, a good thunderstorm. Is you there know? a bit of, bit of storm action up north? Maybe we're getting a bit of a tail end of that, Terry. Potentially. Mm. Potentially. I'm not much of a meteorologist. I'll have to ask Cripper's old man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> have to. Or maybe even we give Paul Huckle a call up, yeah. all the way up in Port, Port Hedland. He might he might have some insight into mm-hmm. what's happening further further north. But, um, but yeah. Field. Yeah, so just the normal sort of standard good for probably um obviously races on pace early as 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 often the case at ascot on a sad day well um, you got any insight into uh potential pattern and weather um, oh, wind think, conditions Terry? i think you've middled it basically i mean last time we raced at the three meter pad it played um there was a stronger southwest to were very similar southwesterly to what we've got forecast now and it played especially early in the day it played pretty uh leader rail bias so there's no reason we should allow for much different i wouldn't have thought the one thing is that when i did my form last night I, I actually thought there was an easterly till about one it looks like the easterly swings at about 11 now mm-hmm. um so it may not be as strong on pace early but um but I still think you wouldn't want to be diving into anything at the back of the field with uh, too much venom early in the day, BJ. Very good. Should we get started? We should get started, I, I believe. Race one is the Tab Touch Better Your Bet West Speed Platinum Handicap. Mm. So um, pretty sort of even 1,200-meter lineup to to kick things off. It is. Terry, what have you got it for is. us? It is. Well, it's an interesting race. I was I was happy putting a line through a lot of these, so I apologise to all the connections. Well, actually, I, all the connections should be pretty happy when I'm chucking a line through them at the moment. But um, <laughs> the Torio Fire Sale, Morgs Freeman, Read the Riot Act, Megadon, they're five horses who are all going to get back. I, I don't know if that's going to be the spot to be in race one. I don't know if any of them have the class or at the right part of their campaigns to be winning from there. So I'm basically taking on five horses who are taking up – Oh, roughly 50% of the yep. market. That's that's a fair chunk of your book going out straight away. I think Scooter's Machine leads the race. Um, Express Time BJ is an interesting one here. And um, you're, you're pretty astute with what you think the, the stables will be thinking. With this with this particular mare, so she's up to the 1,200 metres for the first time. She's only been past 1,000 once. She got in a little duel with Cliffs of Comfort. Wasn't disgraced at the 1,100 metres. But after eight starts, there's probably a reason why she's been kept to the thousand um, whether she has the aerobic capacity to run a strong 1200 might be a bit of a query what are your thoughts speed map wise does she breeze outside scooters do they try and take on scooters does scooters being the only obvious lead do they just tuck in behind like they did two starts ago um when smashing cocky joy what what would you do and what do you think they do with express time i feel as though Scooter's machine is going to hold up and lead, and Express Time is going to be outside leader. Mm-hmm. That's what I've got as well. It'll be interesting to see whether they, how well Scooter's been jumping at Pretty the moment. Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. So yeah. they wouldn't be able to cross. I wonder whether Brad might have a have a go see if he can cross Scooter's. But do you think early? Would they I mean being susceptible past the thousand? Yeah. Wouldn't I mean if Scooter's jumps well enough? I mean Brad can look at the the blueprint from two starts ago and, and tuck in on the back of Scooter's machine. So yeah. So the the thing is, either they're going to end up probably going to end up outside leader, yep. and unless something 
Uh, Bruce Almighty is the one that could, forward, yeah. but Bruce yeah. Almighty is a real musterer and yeah. only really finds a top in race without any speed. So they look your two obvious speed horses. Could um, rock, and, rock and Ruler push forward? Could do. With the yeah. 60 first up, I'm not expecting yeah. that to occur, but definitely could be the yeah, case. So for me, it's yeah, gate three, you're right, 1,200 metres, first real test at the trip, racing really well. I'd be surprised. Yeah, you're right. I'd be surprised if they want to overexert early. Yeah. And if they, but outside leader providing Scooter's machine isn't isn't hooning along out in front, it could be a nice spot. They might be happy if Scooter's. Brad might be pretty happy with Scooter's machine to be hooning. Can just uh, tuck in. Hundred percent. Yeah. With that susceptibility potentially at twelve hundred. But um, look, I thought going into this race, Express Time would be the horse I'd find here. But just the last two runs, which to me are her best two career runs, yeah, uh, stay. State Attorney Zebel, then obviously smashing Cocky Joy the start before coming off that cold rail when Brad rode a 10 out of 10. Um, but they were both at a 1,000 on soft sevens. So maybe she is a, uh, a mare by war chant who's really relished those soft tracks. She also has shown a lot of ability and she could just be coming into her own and those conditions were just coincidental at the time. Um, look, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm quite keen on one here. Um, it's a bit of a horses for courses type policy, VJ. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the record, I've actually marked Seminole Brave favourite. That's not where I'm going here. I think Seminole Brave from the gate can probably come across and land somewhere near a 1-1. Um, a lot of upside with Seminole Brave. Has had the two trials. Both were pretty good trials. But look, early in the day, I'm expecting it to play on pace. Um, this isn't fashionable in the slightest. Um but I can't see any reason Scooter's Machine can't lead through Eddie, BJ. Okay. So this isn't this isn't the path you expected me to go down here, is it? Not at all. Shaking his head currently. Um, Scooter's Machine is a uh, – Chrissy Gilbert's done a really good team, a really good job with her little team. Um, we'll get the scoreline later in the program. But it's going to carry the 53 and a half. It's going to lead on what's likely to be the best part of the surface. Her – his – sorry, his last start effort um, – at uh, at Bunbury. Bunbury. That was a leader by a stay, but they went over 12 lengths quicker than benchmark to the turn, okay? You had Kick Gum sitting in the breeze. Kick Gum's favourite in the – or second favourite in the second last race of the day. Um, in that same race, you had Locomotive, who was gassed. You had Red, On Red Alert, who would start right in the market here. On Red Alert would be in – this is a $30,000 race. Let's remember that, just because it's being run on a Saturday. Um, and then you had Rogue's Point, who's run second to Lalo, um, again, on a leader bias, rail bias track during the week. So. Yep. I don't think that race is any different to this race. If anything, yeah, there's no Seminole Braver Express time, but I don't think there's a great deal in it. So I think for the horse, it's going to get out in front, have no weight um, on his back whatsoever. And he's run some big races, especially in Kalgoorlie, um, when able just to skip along and roll in front. So, look, I'm, um, I'm happy being on Scooter's Machine each way here, BJ. I've marked Scooter's Machine $6.60. Um, I also, that was when I thought that'd be a little easterly early, um, but still it should only be a, uh, a minor westerly out in front, low weight. Let's have something on each way, close to 20 bucks each way. Very good. Guru, uh, guru-esque, isn't it? So Chris Gilbert and Christy Bennett mm. claiming three, rolling along out in front. We did say leaders early on uh, Ascot race days. That's uh, where you want to be. I landed on Seminole Brave, not with a huge amount of confidence. Won a maiden on debut really well, and it's pretty rare you see then uh, maiden winners make the leap to Class 3 company and win. 
which this horse did. Good class three too. Yeah. Then it came to town in a graduation and ran into a, uh, levitate and levitate was absolutely breathing fire on that particular occasion. So this horse, you could say levitate was airborne. Couldn't yeah, you? <laughs> it was airborne, hundred percent. He so this horse has got a, a level of a significant level of natural ability just to do what he did in his first racing campaign. I like the fact that he's had two trials leading into this. He was going to win that trial on Monday and then um, just might have just needed a, a touch late although giant leap the the heat winner goes pretty good so uh just needs to if sean o'donnell can get him to slot in one one would be absolute perfection for this horse but he does have a little bit of gate speed so and a bit of class so with a bit of freshness in his legs as well i'm thinking sean o'donnell can be quite positive on seminal brave if he can land in the first four or five with a touch of cover mm -hmm. i think he's just got I think he's a horse with um, significant upside, and I'm 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 happy to be with Seminole Brave first up. Um, Price? I was four dollars fifty. Okay, I've actually said I actually got Seminole Brave shorter. I've mm. got Seminole Brave four bucks. So yep. at the four eighty currently, I mean, it depends how you want to play the race. That's that's probably get my money back job. Yep. Um, for me, and then I, I've marked uh, Express Time just just with those risks on the slow track and the um, up to twelve hundred. I've got Express Time four fifty, which means the two eighty is probably the. Um, it's not that I want to exp uh, oppose Express Time with any real passion. Yeah. Um, whatsoever. But do you really want to be taking no. two seventy five? Yeah. Um, Express Time with those. Slight red flags, I suppose. So, do like a red flag? Yeah, the yeah. I'm happy to play around express time. If um, so yeah. So that's why I'm landing on Seminole Brave. And there's mm -hmm. a few back markers who you're right, who are taking up a chunk of the market, who will be getting back and, and running on. But yeah. it's very difficult for horses. It's going to be difficult honestly, for horses like Fire Sale, Morgs Freeman. Um, do you think more honestly? Megadon. If I had to give you, who would you think is a better chance winning this race, Morgs Freeman or Scooter's Machine? Morgs Freeman from ten. Probably going to be back near last, or Scooter Machine out in front with fifty-three kilos. But I know, I know, you've, I've caught you off guard here with this. You didn't expect me to come at you with this Scooter no, Machine. No, no, I quite like no, this. No, I know what. But I've, what I've just saying. gone through. I said, "Well, hang on, Megadon from eleven. Like, how is this going to go early in the day when there's like the, How is this going to come from near last and, and get past him at nine bucks or eight dollars fifty? Morgs Freeman, even Zatorio ten bucks. I understand Pike's on, but and Zatorio's peak is is comfortably good enough, but. Gee whiz, I think this is – and Alien from Mars is, is shorter than um, Scooter's Machine. Alien from Mars is a maiden who's, mm. you know, had a, had a fair few chances now. So, gee whiz, BJ, I reckon, uh, I reckon I, I this think, is a situation you can people, put your horse out in front. I think people such as myself are probably thinking, oh, Scooter's Machine, a winner at Leonora, winner at Leinster, exactly Mount Barker right. form. And then was that – was is that Bunbury result – An anomaly. An, not no. a, a, a – like a, a peak preparation peak performance – can he hold that? Does he come back off that? Was he suited by the factors on the day? But yeah, I get, I pick out what you're putting down for sure. That's the way we're going to go anyway. We'll have a little spec on Scooter. Christy can just go, Scooter. Nick <laughs> off. Off we go. Race two. Might be a double for Chris Gilbert today, actually. Oof. Mm. Stay tuned. Race two is the budget truck rental plate. Nice little race, this, for the three-year-olds. Mm. We've got a couple of horses. Oh, we've had another scratching this morning. So number three, our Danny is out, but number 10, regardless, is out from last start maiden winner from the inform Adam Ferry stable. Uh, that particular runner is out as well. So it's an eight-horse field. There's a couple of runners, i.e. First Law and Smashing, who are coming back to open three-year-old companies after racing in stakes races. First Law... 
coming through the WA Guineas and smashing coming through the WA Guineas and the Listeria Stakes last Saturday. So she's on quick backup. But in saying that, I'm pretty sure that she's a charmer will be the popular elect, Terry. And gee, she's, uh, she stands out as the horse to bait, doesn't she? Yeah, she certainly does. Um, when we first saw this filly, even in her trials, when you go back to that trial against Treasure to Prize, and then she sat deep. Top-notch uh, top top notch trial. Back well, just probably the toppest, wasn't it, for mm. you, I'd say. Uh, and then she sat deep on a rail-hot track against Kicker Goal's son, who was given every favour out in front, just came hard. Sat in the breeze against Testing Love. Testing Love came out and won her next start at about $1.60, I think. Um, and then her most recent effort on a day where not much was making ground, albeit this particular race did suit those um, coming from the back, the way it was run. Um, but it was, I'm going to use the word effortless. Would you? That's a, a probably a fair assessment of her victory. It was uh, look. I, I'd go as far as saying she could be on a similar trajectory, just just because of this. It's the same stable, but there's no reason she can't be the next uh, Cup Night, mm. Bernie Miller's next Cup Night. So she uh, she looks like something pretty special. Um, Danny Bella and Fair Justice ran second and third in that race. Danny Bella was huge yesterday, and Fair Justice won yesterday. If yep. you want a little more, just a little cherry on the. Uh, on top there, from barrier four, you'd like to think Paddy is a bit more aggressive than he was last start at Bunbury where he sort of left, uh, let her drift back to near last and in the end class got her through. You'd think he can probably hold something near a 1-1, maybe two back, one out type yep. thing. Um, and, yeah, she, I, I think she'll be winning the race. Um, got yep. respect. Fat you price to, for the Well, that's the problem. See, the, looked at the 270 this morning. I was talking to Crib actually, and we decided to hold and thinking we might, because you've got to run into Toscana smashing, even first law, as you mentioned before, coming back from the um, – Coming back from the guineas, but I think that might have been an error. Bet price is two thirty and above, but um, she's one of those ones that I just want to keep following yeah. through the grades. So we were on her and we, we were on our last start and had something on first. So we just want to. She's one of those horses I just want to keep following through the grades. So it, to be honest, I'll probably just be on late um, exchange, hoping for some two forty, two fifty plus type thing. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that feels about right to me as well, Terry. So. And all her figures have been good too, haven't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah, the numbers are yeah. good. The way that she just put them to the sword at Bunbury, just she just stamped herself as. The, so the only issue for me that I can see that will bring her undone is whether that third up was her was her peak and how far she comes back off that run, uh, fourth run in two trials as well. But you'd imagine if she turns up um, sim at a similar level that she just wins. She's a charmer, which is which is a bit arrogant considering the opposition like yeah, some of these some of these aren't slouches are they but it just feels as though she from four 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 was probably the icing on the cake too wasn't it really like three now yeah. as well, yeah. oh, of course yeah three, with regardless so. out so yeah it just it just sets yeah everything's set up really nice especially for the, the speed's going to be on too because Toscana's going to come across from eight lands on the two biggest dangers i think for me and, and for probably for most would be toscana who yeah. she probably lands on the back of yeah you know toscana's probably outside champagne diva in the so she, she probably lands on the back of toscana in the one one and then her next biggest danger is smashing who's absolutely flying yeah. at the moment just quietly. Yeah, humming yeah um and she should be able to um basically be sprinting alongside smashing who may not have as much zip um in um in her legs from the 1400 from the 16 to the 14 back to the 12, 12 again yeah. so yeah look it all it all points in one direction to me what do you what do you make of first law 
Oh, well, I was on pretty big in the guineas and obviously went uh, went horribly there. I don't think resented blinkers. Uh, just didn't go very well. A little fresh night back to the 12. Just too, might, too fierce. Too yeah, fierce, just, just too fierce. Just burnt, burnt too much fuel early. Not impossible first law tries to come across and even end up in the breeze and, and Toscana takes a sit on first. So there's a few different permutations to this map and obviously the, the, one, uh, the one we can't uh, quantify is sassy bloody trader who yeah. uh, I've given up on trying to get out the gates. Um, usually when a horse misses it once or twice, it becomes a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a, a continual theme with that horse. So, um, yeah, there's a few different ways this map can look, but, um, yeah, I think we're going to see the emergence of a, uh, a pretty good horse here in Choose the Charmer, or the continued emergence at least. Yes. So, yeah, Bernie Miller, Patrick Carberry, the Cup Knight combination, they found themselves uh, another one here. Mm. She's a Charmer, this goes good. Should be winning. I, I really like the way that Toscana set, sat outside Madame Tori the other day and just kept coming and kept coming and coming and coming. It was a really tough performance. I think she might even be better suited stepping out to the 1200 as so. well. And, um, but just gay, I, if I tell you what, if, if, if Champagne Diva, um, I don't think she'd hand up, but if Toscana comes crashing across and has got too much gate speed and can find the rail in front, gee, she's going to she's going to give a kick, I think. Yep, especially um, if First Law comes across with her and the yep. pressure's on and they have to take it up. Pikey yep. won't want to get in a speed battle. So yep. um, the, the thing is, if you, you're you looking at that, you're talking Toscana's about nine bucks, Champagne Diva 11. Watch their runs over the final sort of 150 last mm. start because um, they were just alongside each yep. other and just Toscana just hit the line so much better. Yeah, that's what, that, that, was, that was the... That was the um, the measure the measuring stick that I was using mm -hmm. as well. That it looked like they were going to be in a photo for a second, yes. didn't it? And Toscano just the end, wasn't yeah, Toscano yeah. just kept kept. Mm -hmm. She just didn't want to didn't want to get beat, which is a good sign. She's three starts into her first prep as well, so who knows whether she's going to be able to hold that peak as well. But for me, she's a charmer on top. Going to be a good race, and we'll just see how good this uh, Bernie Miller train filly is. Moving on to race three, the budget minibus rental handicap over the 1,000 minutes. Did I see Dig Deep nominated for this race, Terry? You did see Dig Deep nominated. The People's uh, Horse? The People's Horse was a little bit of a surprise to see Dig Deep nominated for this race. I'm, I haven't actually spoken to uh, to Ben or Dan, so I'm not quite sure why we aren't running either, to be honest. I would have imagined that the nomination had something to do because we're heading to a 1,400-meter race uh, in a week's time, but uh, there aren't many races available for horses of our rating. Mm -hmm. So I presume it was just a nom in to just see if we ran into a weak little field or something of that nature. And, geez, this is exactly the race I thought we would have wanted to run into. So I, I, I'm not sure why we haven't accepted, because this this looks pretty ordinary, BJ. Looks winnable, doesn't it? It looks, it looks winnable. It certainly does. I mean... So over the thousand meters, it's a seventy-seven plus. You've got Tranquilla, Tranquilla Sunrise, Mia Dolce, and Cramden, who are all well below the handicap. So I'm happy to say that the three of those are really going to struggle to win this race. Echo Effects coming um, from an Albany victory, so it's going to battle. Hoboken's first up, Condor Heroes keeps missing kicks, leaves you with Don't Fuss and Zeevil to some degree, and Zeevil's going to have to cross a lot of speed horses underneath uh, him. So. Gee whiz, it just wasn't a deep race, was it? Mm. Well, isn't a deep race. Could have been a dig deep race. Well, it could have been the the diggest, deepest. I'm not sure where we're going <laughs> here. It could, it could have been. But 
Um, I, I'm I'm really quite opinionless here. Uh, the race has so many different uh, shapes with um, with Condor Heroes uh, missing the kick or not missing the kick, and that that's going to sort of change how this race is run and won, especially with uh, Mia Dolce having the shades back on. Yep. Let me just yes, the shades are back on Mia Dolce. Um, Tranquilla Sunrise goes super quick, especially with the 52 on his day early. Cramden can absolutely ping the lids on his day as well. So ah, look, don't fuss. So Bo can take a sit. One of them could get past it, but nothing presented price-wise for me here, BJ. Give, I, give us something more than that. I just thought Condo Heroes is coming off a Winterbottom um, where he sort of sizzled out in front and punctured. He was on a wet track prior to that. Similar sort of setup in the Colonel Reeves. Have we seen the best of Condo Heroes this prep? Is he going to be able to climb the mountain once again? Zebel was really impressive last week, but he found the rail in front. Uh, control was very well ridden, actually, by Jade McNaughtle. That, that that was a good front-running ride, actually. It was a good decision by Luke to take the shades off as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a victory for all the shades off he uh, let, he was, exponents, yeah, isn't it? He, was. He, let me, he let me know as well. So he absolutely let me know about it. So now well done to Luke. Um, yeah, last laugh. And, uh, yeah, he was flying. Yeah, it's he is flying, and but is he? He's not. He's probably not going to find the front. So where does that put him? Could do. Could do. Could do. Condor Heroes misses it. I reckon it's not impossible that Zebul can get across. Oh, yeah, that's saying tranquil. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think Zebul's the the leader of Condor Heroes, isn't he? Yeah. So and I just don't fuss his racing well, but he's going to have to. And Pike goes on, obviously, but he's going to have to carry the sixty to, to win um, back to the twelve hundred, back to a thousand. Nice draw though, but. Process of elimination. Mm. I reckon that this is a really sneaky first up option for Hoboken. Mm. He's a pretty hard horse to catch. <laughs> pretty hard horse to catch Hoboken. But over the journey, he's been more of a get back sort of run on sort of type. So the smaller field suits, the low draw suits. So he doesn't have to get all the way back. Um, he's uh, he can run a race fresh. He's got got an ascot thousand meter profile. He's a pretty pretty good, honest thousand meter competitor, to be honest. Doesn't, uh, to, tell, to be doesn't fair. tell many lies, does he? No, he doesn't. And I just feel as though the uh, Chris Parnham booking, Neville Parnham, this is this is a good target race for Hoboken. He um he just sort of stood out as as the the one that might get under the guard a touch here, Terry. And uh, currently nine dollars. I marked him six fifty, so he's value for mine. Don't fuss for me is unders. Condo Heroes is unders. And but yeah, I think the the Zebel and the current Zebel and Hoboken prices are both well over my odds. I actually thought Zebel should be favourite to be honest. But yeah, um, I was I, I didn't mark this race because yeah. I just I just soaked it with this race. This is the one I basically just sat out of. I'm very surprised to see Zebel on the third line. Yeah, I so must admit. if if you're listening now, that Zebel Zebel seven dollars and Hoboken nine dollars, you could probably. Yeah, I, mm. I'd be looking at having something on both of them. I think they're both bit of a ge- ge- yeah, both genuine winning chances at a, at a price, and I, I just feel as though the top two in the market don't fuss and Condor Heroes. I reckon they're um, a touch of overs, and I'm surprised Mia Dolce is on the same line of betting as Zebel. But well, that, that's yeah, that's madness. Isn't it? Yeah, so that's that's the way that the market sits at just before noon on uh, on Thursday. But um, but yeah. As it uh, as it currently stands, I think they're both bets for me, Hoboken and Zebel. I like it, BJ. You might have just convinced me into a little wager as well. All right, that was uh, short and sharp. Moving on to race four, the Amelia Park handicap, rating sixty six plus contest over the mile. Terry, have you got? Any deeper thoughts on race four? <laughs> Do I have any deeper thoughts? 
I unfortunately, uh, I don't have any hugely uh, deeper thoughts here. The market basically mirrors my own. Um, so I, I can't uh, I can't muster up a bet at this point in time. So did you have, so obviously the, the two horses leading the charge here are number four, Phone Me, and five, the Fugazi. Yes. They're, in, they're, their prices sort of flip-flopped depending on what agency you're, yeah. you're betting with. Yeah. So at the moment, they're, they're say, they're equal favourites around the 320, 340 mark. Yeah, and I think it was pretty hard to, to split them. I mean, the Figazi uh, looks the obvious one from the map, should land right behind the speed. Phone me can probably muster up and land on the Figazi's back, though, and then there'll be people saying, well, can the Figazi run out a strong mile? You look at his two prior efforts at the mile. One was in the Guineas coming from last from a wide gate. You can probably forget that one. The other one was a little disappointing. Um, so the, the jury's he, he out. Didn't, he didn't race again for no, he didn't for race well over 12 so months. So that, that might have been – perhaps he's broken down there. Yeah. That, that might have been um, – I'm not actually sure if that was part of the story. So, um, look, he, he had his chance to get past Laurentino last week, but they did walk and he was taking ground off him on the line. So, look, he's the obvious for me. He lands right behind him um, and he's, he's going to be there ready to pounce. Phone me, will have his back. And then you've got Scoreline who will go to the top for – the, the potent combination. Chris and Christie. They're already going to be one for one at this stage of the day. So for Chris and Christie. Chris and Christie. Um, yeah, so scoreline went super first up. Jeez, um, it was a good run, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> off, uh, off, off seven months. Um, bog track. First up, bog track. And it's funny, the, the important thing to note about scoreline, it has absolutely no prior form on um rain effect on rain effectors yeah. so to sit deep on a bog track. And that was in a finish with Naughty by Nature, who was a moral beaten in the... Um, Jungle Dawn. In the Jungle Dawn. Yeah. You mentioned Dawn. That's probably yeah, a, a I was good on. thing. Beaten. Well, yeah. Oh, dear. Man. Jeez, that was um, quite I think I was, uh, I think it was $38 maybe, you bet fairly. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's, that was quite incredible. And um, and also alongside MTA, who um, is on on route to a Perth Cup. So it was, it's not a bad form reference, um, that one there for scoreline. So look, the 28 days between run concerns me to some degree, but um does enjoy a mile <laughs> all eight wins have been it's how 1600 on the dot how's that it's a freak so, thing isn't it really yeah mm. so look i've marked scoreline 770 um the other two are around about three dollars <laughs> fifty so 770 770 um in a in a fairly low percentage market so we can probably bet above that but um watch this one for now and if the if the rail's playing super hot i'm not going to be afraid to have something each way scoreline hopefully at 10 bucks plus late yep yeah, the the Fugazi, Fugazi and Phone Me, they're the two obvious, as we've spoken about. I feel as though Phone Me is ready to win. It's going to have the Fugazi's back. I thought that run last Saturday was was really good under the the way that the track was was sort of playing and the way that the shape of that particular got race. Got a nice card into it, though, got, didn't it? Yeah, the fourth horse was big, wasn't yeah. it? Who was that? Tiff. Was that Tiff for Spoken? Mm, Tiff it, was a, it was a big run, three wide, no cover. But it, Phone Me just had to – when Mitchell Pateman pinched that race-winning lead, just – just prior to straightening and Bragwell sort of had to come off heels and um, balance up again, that f- that fanned Tiffa Spoken and fanned Phone Me as well. Mm-hmm. So just didn't quite get, just didn't quite plot that really tight path uh, around the, um, into the Ascot straight, which uh, I feel as though lost him a length or so on, and he's only been beaten a length and a half on the line and kept coming with 60 kgs as well. So big run. Uh, on the quick backup, it's going to be following the Fagazi everywhere he goes. He just needs to begin well, tuck in, get let CJP and the Fagazi drag him into the race with clear air. I think Phone Me can zap the Fagazi on the line, and that's mm-hmm. the way I'm going. Yeah, no, that definitely looks. Uh... How do you think the market? I thought, I thought the Fagazi would be favourite. 
So, um, yeah, look, I look at around that price. It's just, it's all about how the race is run. run yeah. If we get phone me on the back of your guards and follow it into the race, I think on the one week backup as well. Um, with Chrissy Parnham riding as well as he is, he's, he's going to be uh, very hard to beat. But if the Fugazi is the one we know will definitely get the good run from three, has yep. good gate speed, will land on the back of Kelly's Callisto and scoreline. So it's it's going to have field position early from um, from phone me. So, look, current prices just simply don't really excite me all that much. It's... It's yeah. It's it's a race where it was always hard to see an outlier because there are so many line through horses. Yeah. Like I don't think there's going to be much support for Mister Carnival. Rebel Knights coming off a poor one and drawn wide. Carnival, Mister Carnival. <laughs> yeah, how'd they get that name through? Actually, that's true. I've never really completely um, digested that. That's that's really. I really think he good. might be too because did you see him the other day? He just wouldn't oh, go a yeah, yard he, early. He definitely is. He has a, hey, he's a yeah, trickster. He's a, he's a trickster. Kind of for run. This yeah. certainly was first up, but he goes better at the mile. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, there's not going to be a great deal of support for the other runners. I wouldn't have support. I wouldn't have thought so. For me, phone me on top. Mm-hmm. If Kelly's Callisto gets out to double figures, like like the path you're taking with scoreline, scoreline yep. I think Kelly's Callisto is racing really well. He went he went super fast out in front in that Tollman race the other day, and boxed on really well considering the the tempo that was set. Carlene Heffel rolling forward. Hopefully, not a, she- not a big day in the saddle for Carlene yesterday. To be honest, BJ, I thought. Uh- Carlene, I think she's being lobbed on at, at, to the detriment of a few of our other apprentices. She's now become sort of the, just about the number one three kilo claimer. I still think that, um, yeah, I, I don't know whether Lactar's riding at Esperance. I haven't looked at the Esperance book yet or, or whatnot. But I, Is he suspended? He may be suspended. Yeah. Even Cash, like I think there's uh, – uh, and Maddie, I think if, uh, even Christy Bennett, I, I don't think um, – yeah, Carlene seems to be getting all the plum three kilo rides instantly. I'm, I'm not the jury still. The jury's still out for me. That's all. I just think some of our locals still deserve some of those rides. Well, I think I think it's a it's a as you said before, it's a horses for courses yes. type situation. Yes. So you you can't you got to you got to put it. You got um, you got to put her on a on horses that that suit her. Yeah. So I think sometimes. You, people see that she's riding winners and they see the three kilo claim and they're like, we'll just chuck her on our horse, but she might not be the right fit for that particular horse. And she's still – she's on a steep learning curve and, you know, she's yeah, just learning exactly the track. Right. We're but, getting the three kilos for a reason. But this particular horse, Kelly's Callisto, is, should be an easy steer. Do you well, know what I, mean? I thought that yesterday with one BJ well and I'm a man of the hour, yeah. um, which we've we've discussed. As, as you're aware, I, I don't get upset very often, but um, we're on Western Rhythm and um, leader bias track. I think the first three leaders had won and Carlene got to the front on what looks to be one of two potential speed horses in the race and she reefed it up, just did not want to be there. Desperation not to be there. Mm. So should be an easy steer, but um, what about at, Mi- at the moment, nothing's surprising me at the moment, BJ. What about Mitchie P? Just, uh, that was a very good ride, but, very but, smart. But he did something very similar in race one of the day as well, just sort of um, – Outfoxed a junior rider in uh, on no surrender and just that. sort of just sort of yeah just asserted his authority as a senior senior rider and two very smart rides and two good wins. I would have loved I loved watching that race. I would have loved it more if um I wasn't guts in on Captain Burglar, mm. but I loved watching that race because you could see what everybody was trying to do. Yeah. Um, Aussie Gilardi money. Anyone that lost their money backing Sun Sun at a dollar ninety, you deserve to lose your money. First of all, Aussie Gilardi has a lot of learning to do still as an apprentice, and, and you can't just that money that came for that horse was quite incredible. So Mitchie getting in front, 
of Sun Sun and then watching Chris Parnham, it was so you could see what he was trying to do. It was so he was spot on what he tried to do. He was saying, Come out, come yeah. out. He was just basically hoping that Ozzy Gallardi, and with the four kilos, that Ozzy should always be looking to roll. He shouldn't be trying to ride horses cute. He should have got off the fence and Chris Parnham then would have had the one line with Captain Burglar. Yeah. As it worked out, Chris Parnham had to punch the breeze the entire way through. I don't think that's how Captain Burglar's gonna do his best racing. Yeah. But that wasn't Chris's fault. He wrote it a treat, I thought. It just um I think, he was just trying to push him I and think, force him out, force I think him Mitch out. Took a few, care, so. few liberties there with the junior rider and as soon as so soon as, so Aussie, soon as Aussie Gallardi felt a bit of pressure that oh hang on you know this the senior's gonna and it was just game over once he ended up leaders back Look, as, so. as punters if we're getting three or four kilos we, we've got to be aware that there's a reason we're getting three or four kilos. there's a reason we're getting a couple of lengths on our horse because yeah. these jockeys are young and inexperienced and, and they're going to be prone to make mistakes so but christy bennett's going to ride two of the first well, four anyway exactly so right. um she well christy christy and Chris. com- confident that christy knows how to ride a front running uh, <laughs> front running race so yeah it's going to be a, a christy and chris double hopefully oh big price too yeah um i'm not i might i might remain up back in store by the way if the rail doesn't play well i might look at a few yards here i'll probably just sit out but seeing out's not my strength all right oh god it's time for our mundaring hotel wa racing mastermind competition you're gonna make it a bit easier for me this week bj not too sure it's a bit of a Towton cup flavor so hopefully mm. you've, you've done your Towton cup recent history anyway i haven't gone too far back that's so. good so yes i'm not as old as you <laughs> <laughs> that's true the mundaring has been heart of the hills the heart of the hills since 1899 located up on jacoby street mundaring if you get a chance, drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day and let him know you're a 1 1 listener. Feed, flutter, froffies, it's all happening. All the Fs. Yep, it's all happening up there at the Mundaring. So, congratulations to last week's Mastermind winner, Mike Eppis, the professor. Ah, professor. He's, I think he's a dual winner now. So, did he get all four? Yes. Oh, that's impressive, Steve. Yeah. He must have Google. Yeah, no, he, he nailed it. The professor, he was uh, um, too, good, too good for the opposition on the day. And so that. $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. So enjoy, Mike. Um, now, moving on to this week, to be crowned mastermind, WA Racing Mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions correctly. Question one, name the trainer who has prepared the last two Towton Cup winners. Oh, dearie me, we're paddling earlier. Yeah. The Towton Cup replays. By this, by this stage, you got to realise the carnival's <laughs> yeah. taken a fair hold of me. And I'm a little bit... Uh, a little bit jaded. I'm a little bit jaded. Yeah, okay. ex- exactly okay. right. We'll let, um, we'll, we'll let you percolate on that yeah, one. Um, yeah. Race okay. two. Who rode Trap for Fools to win the 2017 Towton Cup? <laughs> it was an interesting period of... Uh, of I looked at this. With riders for Trap for Fools. I reckon I've got that one right and I like that one because I don't think many people... It's it's yeah, a bit of a trick, cheat. Bit of a trick question. Yeah. yeah, see if you get it right without looking it up. Question number three. Yeah. Name the 2015 Victorian Derby place getter who later went on to victory in the 2016 Towton Cup. Oh, dear. They are the three questions for this week's Mastermind. Please send them via direct message at the11pod on Twitter. If you get all three correctly, you can be in the running to win that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel, heart of the hills since 1899. How'd you go, Terry? I've got number two right. I reckon that's it. No, zero, oh, zero from three. That was the ATA when he wrote, <laughs> he wrote it in the ATA. Oh, no. I've had a nightmare here. That's oh, okay. Dearie, that's okay. Um, dearie, but, yes, yeah, so the, the real mastermind. One more go at question two. Hang on. 
No. No? No. Oh, it's, a, it's, it's, a little tr- it's a little tricky oh, one. Man. A little tricky one. Where's Spotty's <laughs> filling in for me? <laughs> Go on, Spotty. <laughs> All right, so that's the mastermind done for for this week for Towton Cup Day edition. So all the um, astute minds out there, you know, the Travis Murrays and, and those type of characters out there, they'll be, yeah, they'll they'll be, they'll be, they'll be right onto uh, those three questions, no doubt in my mind. Cheaters. We should have a quiz night. That would be a bit of fun. We should wouldn't have it? A, yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> hey, man, that, that would be that would be like a. Uh, I'll be able to tell you about betting moves pretty frequently. <laughs> <laughs> race, <laughs> race, Town and Cup. The with the round for the Town and Cup. So I'm like struggling. It looks like. <laughs> so when we do, when we do the Jeopardy Jeopardy section, you're definitely definitely not going <laughs> Town and Cup. Yeah, no, I would not be selecting. You might go Crown Perth though, would you? Crown Perth. Would that be well, one, of your, one of your leading yeah. categories? Well, this is the Crown Perth handicap, actually, BJ. Yeah, uh, over the eighteen hundred meters, um, potentially a a lead up to the Perth Cup as well for a couple of these. Couple. Maybe going on a different path. Probably yeah. we'll go to the ATA after this, namely Canberst and MTA potentially. We go a bit further afield, Juicing Carrots and True Attraction, who the jury is out on. Tell me where your jury stands or what, what what's your jury come up with with True Attraction? Is it For me, it's two strikes and you're out, unfortunately. There's respect. There's respect, yeah. It's two strikes. I feel as though this gate nine is absolute blessing for True Attraction. Mm-hmm. I, think they, I think he's looking for further now. I think he's looking to relax in his races. He was- Didn't he relax in the Peters? Uh, From a wide gate, he relaxed there. He did. He was too. He was too too fierce the other day, and mm. it was never never comfortable. I think True Attraction ride him ice cold, William Pike from um, from the draw, and he'll be attacking. He'll be doing his best work late. Just got to leave him alone early. I don't. I, I don't have him on top, and I'm not looking to be on him. But mm. I think. I think the stepping up to the 1800 and this outside alley. I think it's it's a blessing for True Attraction. They can just ride him stone cold and just let him work through his gears late and and, and be running on. But that's not the way I'm headed, Terry. Oh, which way are you heading? I'm. Uh, I'm heading straight for Canvas. Blinkers on. Yeah, I think that um, she's had the 1400 meter grounding run first up. I thought she was she was really good in that seventy eight plus mile last start behind Tollman. Just just allowed a, a Sean O'Donnell just allowed a couple of horses just to drop in, take his spot, and that pushed him back. And he was actually second or third last on straightening. Squeezed through some gaps in the straight. Was doing his, her best work late to be beaten two and a half, two point four lengths on the line, hitting the line stronger than anything. Stepping up to the eighteen hundred. Where's Sean? Yeah, that's a good question. Do Sacked. You, Sacked? Well, he's riding. He hasn't got a ride in the race, and he's riding. Um, sure, on, he's on light. The rest of the he's light too, isn't he? So, mm. yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were disappointed with his ride. I'm not sure. I, I can't comment mm-hmm. on that. But Jason Whiting takes takes the ride. She was placed. Canvas was placed over over the Ascot 1800 meters in the Ascot 1000 guineas behind Lonsdale Lady. Behind Lonsdale Lady. Super effort. Super effort. She's got a bit of class about her Canvas. Third up, 1800 meters. I reckon she's ready to win. This is her race. I agree. Mm, really, it's a bit boring. Yeah, unfortunately, it was uh, the eye catcher. I thought we'd see. A pro- I thought we. She's yeah. the one we might get five yep. five fifty about early. We didn't quite get that. Um, everything you said's bang on. Uh, I can't see how Tolman doesn't. Um, how she doesn't turn the tables on Tolman. Three kilo weight swing, uh, and Tolman was given a ten out of ten by Troy Turner. Well, as you said, Cams didn't get much luck in running last time out. So, um, Tolman two, two perfect steers in a row for, for exactly Troy right. Turner Tolman's one. I'd, I'd I've got closer to ten bucks here. BJ out the absolute door. Weight catches up with them eventually. Is that going to be a, uh, a bet fair lay ten dollars? Well, 
film. Actually, I might do a, bit, a few Betfair lays, actually. I don't think we're going to be putting up the 10 units, though. Um, that, that's probably a little bit brash. Um, but, look, I, I do think that uh, Canvas will be super hard to beat. You, you, you can't go past – at the moment, there's no real bet here for me. Yeah. But you can't really go past MTA's map, can you? I mean, that's just incredible. MTA is just going to walk to the top. Um, Juicing Carrots and Saucy Jack will go land somewhere near the speed. Surely the pair of them act as uh, roadblocks for the rest of the field. Chrissy Parnham goes on. Despite being a 78 rater in a 72 plus, uh, because of the three kilo allowance, um, he gets the three kilo. Um, the, sorry, because of the three-year-old allowance, he gets the three kilo weight relief. So he gets in with 54. Chrissy Parnham goes on. Ticks a lot of bikes. He's just going to be in front for such a long way, his yep. MTA, and, and he's so tough. Um, if you go back through all the times he's rolled forward this campaign, he's just been he's just been so good. So, look for me, the winner either comes from MTA out in front, or if Canvas can settle close enough from two and um, strike late enough, then um, Canvas will win the race. But I'd be pretty surprised if they aren't your one and two over the line. Yeah, I like I like seeing Trevor Andrews pushing on with this three year old MTA. It's pretty rare pre Christmas. So he wants to go to a Perth Cup. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That. That is exciting because it doesn't it doesn't it's a it's a rarity these days, and um, happy used to happen a bit back in the day. Two thousand three was the last Perth Cup winner. Three year old forgot its name. Should have written it down. It's a good bit of trivia. Two thousand three potentially. Yeah right. Hmm. Read an article. Who was that? I'm not sure. Mm, let me leave leave me leave you, would have, you would have been about forty five then. So <laughs> you should be able to remember, <laughs> should be able to remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do like I do like to see these horses um, pressing on. The three odd allowance is is pretty handy. It gets oh. it, it increases up over these middle distances as well. So yeah, Chris Parnham's a good booking as well. Um, good front running hoop. So I see yeah, see exactly where you're going hey, there with him. Well. Sorry, I said she. Hey. Who? MTA. MTA. I said she. Hey. Yeah. Sorry. It's um I think you've I think you've nailed it there too with those two but for me I, I've got canvas on top and I'm I'm hoping for a little bit better bet fair yeah. on the day but what do you what do you what have you got to mark? Just one moment, let me flick screens. Just a sticky. There's some sticky price. That's why I haven't probably got the same enthusiasm. I was the, I was the, I was four dollars canvas. Yes, so. I, was on, I was on the dot four dollars yeah. canvas. Could have had canvas shorter, but I yeah. was about three fifty MTA. So, what are they currently? You're talking four bucks MTA, three fifty. Yeah, the reverse. Oh, yeah. So, but it's funny. Like we we Tom talk. four dollars, true attraction four fifty. So it's pretty tight. Exactly. The yeah. one I'd more so want to be on is canvas, despite having it slightly longer. It was just the speed map which really pointed me and made me have MTA slightly shorter. Just the map and how soft it was but i feel like canvas is the one still with that peak performance to come while mta may have already had that peak performance so we don't know though we don't know we don't know mta is a type of uh youngster that could just get better with racing and distance so we'll find out we will more will be revealed we'd love to would love to play the pair for like a two dollar 40 result one of the two winning which mm-hmm. means we need to get something close to five bucks for both but might be ambitious but you never know there could be a little surge for true attraction or um Toll man, I don't think will firm up much. But and the the track will have established a pattern by then as well. It so will, but yeah. even if it does, Jason Whiting can almost with canvas be a touch more aggressive and, yeah. and not land too far from MTA. So um, yeah, look, one of the two win, but neither price is saying back me. Okay, back me. Bet just yet. Bet smart. Bet smart. Bet smart. Well, that stage of the day, I might be angry and just betting harder. I just <laughs> race yeah. six, the Salinger handicap, eleven hundred meters. Mm. There's a good horse in this race, Terry. Resort man, yeah, there and is. Uh, geez, he, that was uh, that was some win. Second mm. up, did it tough. The tradesman's way, uh, punch forward on a speed. 
outside leader and just kept rolling underneath Kiryu. Geez, that was uh, that was something. Something. Else. Yeah, it certainly was. Um, they only went a few lengths above benchmark in the race, but to, to miss a kick like that and to roll to the top, not many horses, as I said at the time, can do it at both ends, um, and that became. That, that's why I, I thought the win was just um, yeah, one out of the box. It was a race actually dominated by horses off speed with Platinum Bullet, Denim Pack and Distant Trilogy, I think was yeah, the other who flashed down the outside. So despite the fact that he breezed, it was actually a race dominated by, um, um, well, the rest of the quartet dominated by those I just, flashing I, home. I just think the, the speed horses weren't strong, whereas Resort Man was strong. So everyone, yeah, everything well, else dropped Paul off. Lee, in, in, in theory, should have been. I think Paul, Lee, last, Paul, yeah. I think Paul Lee didn't pull you up well, yeah. though. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one, wasn't it? But look, I, I think I think Resort Man's a, like I, I just I just thought this is just an in and out job, and yeah. we just take what we can get here. But I think Resort Man's a massive risk here. Yeah, like he's just not stepping. Like what's going to happen here? Like so around him, if you look at this map, and it's really interesting, the scratching a cool serenity, I actually think is a win for Resort Man, a massive win for Resort Man. So you got Cocky Joy from two, Downforce from eight, um, Comfort Me from five. And then Diableri, who can actually get out the gates and hold a spot as well from one. So if, if they all step better than him, Resort Man, despite having barrier three here, could end up three pairs back or four pairs back. It could just end up sticky. So 1,200 down to 1,100 up in weight. Winkers on. Winkers on. I, I just, I just, I am concerned about his ability to step. I'm, I still marked him a clear favourite, but the two dollars fifteen at that price, I just have to risk him. I just okay. have to risk him at the two dollars fifteen. So, um, the one that's come up well above my price is uh, is your leader, your likely leader in missing pro, um, should land um, out in front. Uh, Carlene rode her perfectly last start. Just let her uh, jump and run um, on her day. She is a, a really, really sharp conveyance. If she repeats that effort out in front and makes Resort Man have to catch her five, six, seven lengths on a potentially hot rail, I've marked her 550. We can get 859 bucks at the moment. So just an easy little bet for me. Nothing over the top, but we can have something on. No big deal. No big deal. Just I've a got a bit. question for you. Sure. Whose victory was more meritorious? Mm. Resort Man? In at Ascot on the 28th of November or Missing Pro at Bunbury on the 22nd of Resort November. Resort man by the length of the straight. Well, well. I, I agree. So well. The handicappers don't. Oh, here we go. Missing Pro went from a 71 Metro to a 76 Metro. Mm -hmm. Five points for winning at Bunbury. In Bunbury. That's in the country, isn't it? Yep. In mm. a no Metro win race. Okay. And Resort Man has got just your standard four for one of what was considered one of the best performances of the entire day on Winter Bottom Stakes Day. You're telling me lies, aren't you? It's just I'm just reading the numbers off the page. Mm. So, <laughs> oh man, like we spoke about it last week. I'm not going to get into the, the woods with it here, but it's just, it's just not. I, it's just all, margin based. That's all it is. But all I can think of is maybe they're they're saying, yeah, all right, you can go back and beat up on inferior opposition at Bunbury. Like that's that's great. We don't want you back here for a while. So here's five points. Bugger Why? Off, bugger off back to town again. Surely the more horses in our bigger metro meetings, especially on a Saturday. No, that's, uh, they're trying to push horses back to metro is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I don't think. So they, they gave Bella's Idol five points and they've given Missing Pro five points for victory at Bunbury in races where they'd normally get three. So there must be some sort of some sort of push to say, okay, these horses have got their win at Bunbury. That's sort of 
Let's sort of give them, give them a whack, make sure they're running in town from now on. For I a think you're bit, giving you know. them too much credit. I reckon, you know, you I reckon? it's happening. I reckon it's purely just margin-based. doesn't matter where it is. I what about merit-based? Purely based? Just mar- there what should about- be. I, I've, I've been a big advocate of this for a long time. What about merit-based? Go back to Missing Pro, the same horse we were just discussing, three yeah. starts ago at Northern, last campaign. Beat Pearls and Prawns. I haven't got this. This is purely from memory, but that was some type of victory from yeah. a wide gate. I think Saturday it was huge. Got three points. And then Pearls and Prawns come three out one, points. Yes. one in town yes, next start. one next start in town. Mm. So only got the three points. So it's just – it's purely just – so it's, they just need to make a decision. Are they going to actually look at the victories on merit or are they just going to do it on how far did we win by? Because mm-hmm. if that's the, the case, like Lindsay Smith almost has to tell Carlene, oh, if you're getting – uh, look at the 50, have a look behind you. If you're a long way out in front, reef it up. Yeah. Pull it back to them. Because if she reefs it up and gets it to stop <laughs> on the line, it's only beaten one, it probably only gets four points. It might get three points there. Yeah. You know? So like, I don't I don't mind theory, them. Man. I don't I don't mind them winning by big spaces or whatever. But you have to take you have to take the, the performance as, as a whole. And on a hot rails day, leaders day mm-hmm. at Bunbury, jump and run, horse, claiming three or uh, two with an apprentice on board and just did its thing. And did you hear the call? Uh, How much do you reckon Richie Bell had on? Oh, was he? I reckon you, was can, he all, you can always tell. Oh, this is a dollar thirty. Yeah. I'd say I passed the post. So that was a dollar thirty in the run. <laughs> I think about the six hundred or this one. You lose it from here. <laughs> is uh, you can all you can always tell. My favourite one. Yeah, adds Richie a bit of adds a bit of flavour. I do. Bell, I do it? like. You can always tell what he. I reckon what he's on though. I remember with um. Purist. Purist is purist. You knew exactly where I was going there, didn't you? With purist at 200 to 1, you could just tell he was on it uh, about a year ago. He was always looked the winner in the run. Yeah, because $200 pops always look the winner in the run, Rich. Give me a spell. It would have been the horse you were focusing in on. So anyway, uh, love it. it. Love it. 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 Getting back to the race, yeah. uh, I didn't even consider that slow step. Um, slow step? For resort man could be a factor. I just thought with Chris Barnum going back on, a Winkers going back on, I think they're going to be aware of his his recent shortcomings. Bang him out if he can ho- hold some sort of position. I just think, um, to be honest, I, I had him. I think I mapped him about fifth fifth in running. I got missing pro downforce Kelvin. Kelvin's an interesting. Do we are we going to do the Kelvin thing? I, I'll give I'll give my selection first. I I, I think resort man. All things being what price is resort man? All things being equal, resort man will win. I was, I was 240, so but he's shorter than that at the moment. Yeah. I know I, I acknowledge that, but yeah, I'm thinking there's going to be a few more people, such as yourself, who might just think, oh, hang on, like mm-hmm. you know, late bet fair maybe. Platinum bullet was. Or super. am I clutching? Platinum bullet was super. Comfort yep. me needs further. Yeah. Uh, Forest War is an exciting one, but yep. I think they just want to go around safely here with Forest War, who has Indian Pacific scalp. That was a good win. I like Forest Wharf. They just go back to last. Yeah, and run on. Yeah, uh, Jade McNaught, bit of a um, bit of a guide. He has jumped off an informed cocky joy. He's racing really, really well mm. to uh, to pilot Forest Wharf. I think first Forest War's got a bit more X yes. factor than yeah. cocky, cocky joy. Is your battler. You'll grind away. Matty Prittles get you thirty touches. And again, he won a Brownlow Medal, didn't yeah, he? So. Yeah, yeah. And um, Sando is Yana Sandover. Yeah. yeah, he did. Certainly did. But Forest War, I think he'll play you. You know, you won't see him for a few games. Then he'll probably kick six and get 30 so mm. um i've just completely lost track of where i was going here with the uh with the analogies but let's go let's move on to kelvin now kelvin last start let's just let's just i want to read out the stewards report to you bj so when you have like a warning warning ex- explicit content or something like that we, no, gonna, no no i'm gonna be pretty uh there's already been a few commentators on twitter which have made a point of this so commenced awkwardly losing one length uh, rider advised after commencing only fairly she was unable to attain a forward position 
Blah, blah, blah. Further so, back. So that this is Terry's reading from the official stewards yeah, report. Yeah, this is the official stewards report from, um, last, from last start. start. So Kelvin very simply didn't miss the kick. There was just never an intention to go forward. You can watch the replay as many times as you want. You can see jump pretty well and was basically just restrained from there. So how, how we accept like, – I don't, I don't mind that's, the ta- that's, that's all fine, but how are we accepting that? Like that as, a, as the stewards, how are you not going, well, no. No, you, you never had an intention to go forward. You can see from the gates that like, you didn't step poorly. You could have just about led that race. Like what do you – what, what, what do we want from this? Like, can, you can just say anything. You can go into there and say, oh, why did your horse do this? Why did your horse do that? And you can say, oh, because, I don't know, I can't think of anything witty to add right there. But you can, you can just make anything up and it's, like, it's just everything's just accepted. Yeah. There's no There's no there's regulations. There's, 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 there's no pushback. No, there's no pushback whatsoever. Well, well, there, we don't, actually, we don't know whether there's any pushback. But from just from reading the stewards report, it's like uh, we questioned the rider regarding the tactics and we accepted the response. Mm-hmm. But that's... There needs to, it needs to be deeper than that. That's that's fingernail deep type, um, you know, stewarding, isn't it? So yeah. the and especially when you look at the you know the Bacardi figures or the whatever whatever um, sectional timing data you use, they like, wandered. And it was just Laurentino yeah. led, yeah. They wandered absolutely. They, they, wandered, they, yeah. It was, it it was a stroll. And okay, and then okay, so then you take. You take the the figures from that race and the speed from um, and actually the actual data from that race, and then you line it up with Kelvin's peak performances. Mm-hmm. At his best, he could have led that field by about fifteen lengths. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like he's a he's a fast horse, mm-hmm. he's a strong horse, and he's a leader. So it just the mind boggles that that is like there's no there's no profiling of of that particular horse when you're accepting that response. Like that's just not what happened. So yeah, there's there's no way to it just it's just becoming it's like I I him yesterday he said oh, have you seen the or the day before it might have been have you seen how they're now that the shoes aren't on wheelchair this is crap like we've hopped into another couple in the race ended up being scratched so it doesn't yeah. matter but the the shoes coming that, that that those type of announcements coming out I just said I'm desensitized to it yeah now. I just ex- you just expect these type of things to happen like there's no. I don't know. The regulatory body isn't doing a, it's not doing any type of job. It's just lip service. Yeah. Know? There's no real, there's no thoroughness whatsoever. Yeah. So, so riles, okay. It just okay. riles me up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So, so, okay. Let's, let's play this out. Let's take the, the personalities out of it. This mm-hmm. is like faceless, I'm, I'm not perturbed faceless nameless people, right? Mm-hmm. In this, if this situation unfolds with horse X and jockey Y, right? What do we, what do we want from the stewards as, as punters? What, what, is, what, is, what, what do we deserve from stewards? We probably want to see a more detailed report on the fact that there, if there was pushback uh, about the fact that what was said and maybe we don't need the full transcript, but there needs to be like that just the, what we can see in the stewards' last start information basically just gives us a comment on what the rider has said. And to, to us, I presume to everyone else as well, it just looks like it's been accepted. Yep. So we just need to see. Perhaps perhaps there can be a notation, view details, because you can't fit it all in there. So a view detailed stewards report or do, a view stewards report document to um, to just understand the rest of it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. There's, yeah. there's, there's just nothing. There's just nothing there. And it's it's just, it, it feels as though. It's all optics. It feels as though if it had been a junior rider, the, the, stewards, report, the yeah. stewards report would have said, um, Master of Apprentices and riding coach was was brought into and um, was brought in to view the film. In the opinion of the stewards, the junior rider erred by not by by restraining at the start rather than letting the horse roll forward to lead. And the junior rider has been admonished. And in subsequent rides, we expect the junior rider to do X. Well, but because it's a senior rider, do they have that? Are they able to to, to, to do they have that 
that weight to, to sort of say like... No, that didn't happen. Like, that, no. you, you didn't try to lead the race. You never so, had an intention so to lead like the race. It's like Jockey X, next time, this is, what, this is what's expected from you on a horse with that particular profile. On, and, you know, it's, and the way that it began, and it, it, just, it just wasn't a good look and it's, it was wide throughout, got speared, and now all of a sudden it's gone 1,400 metres back, yeah. back to 1,100 metres with a riding change and a gate 10 in a 10-horse field. So. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like let's find the most unsuitable race possible for Kelvin. <laughs> Bang, got it. Let's do it. Let's go again. So Anyway, I don't know. No, something well, needs I think to change, I, but nothing at work. The, my full stop on this is uh, we deserve better. Do you know what I mean? And and it's just, and it, it's not it's not asking a lot. It's just let's just open any a quick inquiry into the ride and just say, look, to be honest, Jockey X, this is that wasn't that wasn't your best. We expect. No, it wasn't. More. Your, I don't care about being the best. Is not. It's fine. You can make as many errors as you want. It's about. In, it's all about intent. But, the, but I, always, I used to say that on the cricket field. I don't care if one of my players dropped a catch, but if you're not putting in, that's the worst part. And this is this isn't a dropped catch. Like this is the fact there was never. Well, what any, is it? There was never any intent to get the hard pill, was there? Mm. There was never any intent there. There was just it was held from the gates, and they've said, "Oh, horse didn't begin well." No horse, no horse actually did begin well. So I'd say horse actually did begin well. Um, you just never wanted to go forward, mm. challenge them, and say. What you know? What's going on? So I just, I don't know. It's it's simple stuff for me, but uh, it clearly isn't. So anyway, there you go. We done. We done. All righty. Race seven is the Morley Growers Market handicap. Twenty two hundred meters special conditions graduation. Mm. Uh, I was doing the form for this race last mm -hmm. night, Terry. Late last night. And um, there's 13 runners coming from different spots, went back and did all the replays individually. And I thought, geez, I reckon I might have done something a little bit clever and um, found a horse who might sneak under the guard. And then I've uh, woken up this morning and it's favourite. Yeah, yeah, I think. But, the, well, maybe I was just uh, sleep deprivation it kicked in by that stage, and I was, I was thinking I was a bit cleverer than what I was because you marked it favourite as well. This is uh, number four, Sugarcane with W Park on board. Yeah, this is a pretty, uh, pretty bland old race. My yeah. notes have said five down. Like when Bruni Island's coming up, your fifth highest rated horse at sixty-two. Like let's just. Just for some clarity on Bruni Island, it's a eight-year-old who just won a maiden um, nine days ago. So well done to Clayton Scobie Smith and the team there to get yeah. Bruni Island up at the ripe old age of eight. But um, now this is this should be a four-horse race, um, which is the four toppies in the race book. Come right back, Pambella, Aragon, Sugarcane, yep. at a stretch. Um, defiantly pick your purple Casa Rosada, but for me, it's 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 just those top four. They were they were my four as well. It's just yeah, betting wise, I mean, Pam Bella hasn't been ridden. It's been it's a funny horse to watch, Pam Bella. They've they've tried to restrain very often. They've tried to almost tried not to hold a position in the run, which I found very odd. So look to see this playing God Mayor be ridden slightly more aggressive and even grab the back of the speed here. Uh, come right back to me. Seemed like a horse who needs a nice strong apprentice. So might might appreciate the three kilos. Where come right back to gets from 11, I don't know. Aragain's been up for even a day. They've been going to scratch it for a long time, but I can understand kicking on with Aragain as well. Last start, missed the kick, never in the race. And Aragain is such an on-pace runner. It is not funny. When, when on pace, it's just he's super hard to get past. He's super – she, sorry. Boxes um, on. Boxes on. Yeah, she's super tough and she just doesn't give up. Blinkers and, go and on. And also, this, this is thin. This is, this this is, is the thinnest thin, 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 thin
owner or trainer of Aragon and you've seen the way this field's played out, it's like we have we're, to, we're going yeah, around like yeah. this, this is this as long is, as she's yeah. sound and happy you, you've got to go around here yeah. i like the bookie of maddie with the blinkers on 53 kilos if they get Aragon anywhere near the top i don't think they're going to get her like i just don't think they will get her as, as long as she's a happy horse still which this deep into a campaign is a concern yeah i think they'll find it difficult to get her and then there's sugar cane who um Without Pikes had 22 starts for one win. <laughs> With Pikes had 10 starts for four wins. So clearly goes for Pike. There was a month between runs. Bo Banovich Edwards rode a week ago. Uh, was probably the run of the race. Yeah. Just a, just about one of the, one of the runs of the race at least held up. Um, it was a real flashing lights run. Um, Pikey goes on off seven days. At, I get the feeling this might have been the plan for Sugar Cane. That this might have been the start they were attacking here with her. Um, the negative for Sugar Cane though is always that she'll be at the rear of the field. So if Aragon yeah. does get it soft out in front with a fifty-three, might be hard for Sugar Cane to make up that ground. But yeah, look, I've, I've marked the four of them pretty tightly. Um, Sugar Cane and Aragon are my clear probably top two, um, but current prices aren't really making me bounce out of bed, DJ. Sugarcane and Pam Bella were my top two. Sugarcane sugar on top. I thought this. Was, I think, thought Pam Bella's run in a stronger race the other day was was pretty good. Um, just just sort of looks as though she's looking for a trip now. Was placed in the Natasha. Is that mm-hmm. right? As a three year old filly um, behind Tuscan Queen. This track and distance from gate one. Christy Parton puts her to sleep. Should um, three starts go around fourth behind Midnight Blue over four over eighteen hundred meters was a, was a good run. Then cop that heavy heavy eight or heavy nine on the Ascot Gold Cup. So prep has been a little bit sort of you know upended, but I think Pam Bella lands in a really really good race for her. I'm expecting her to to perform up to her best. Sugar Cane on top. Pam Bella the biggest danger. And 78 plus as a 66 rater down to a 60 plus yes. so only goes up two kilos despite dropping well just just dropping a mile in class yeah yeah and um and yeah gets gets a sweet map too mm-hmm. with um with the inform hoop on board and something a little bit wild which you touched on before i, I don't know how i've done this but i've marked what price did you mark defiantly uh 26 really yeah what have I've you got, got defiantly 15 dollars oh Fifteen bucks. I think a Maddie alert. Forty, Maddie forty, alert. about the forty-five, fifty to <laughs> fifty to one mark. Yeah, that's defiantly. Well, I think Gary Delane's been pretty smart here. Just, just building Jero, building Jero, building Jero. Uh, last couple of runs were pretty good uh, on paper. They didn't look great, but they actually no. were pretty good. No. As you know, quite enjoy my Jero form. Um, crayfish coast action. Lucy and the horse get along super mm. as well. Um, so if there is to be a blowout, uh, I think he's come to town. Probably maybe a run short for defiantly, but getting a little bit older now. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, if you're looking for something crazy, I can see worse bets. I just think, in, in theory, if I've marked it 26 and it's 46, it should be a bet for me. In, so. in, from recent history, she's raced really well in better races. Yeah. She's competed really well in better races than this. Uh, that just yeah, if you're doing any replays, just catch the last 200 of Defiantly at, at Geraldton last start with the junior rider Hannah Fitzgerald on board. Lucy Warwick gets along with her well, 54 and a half, puts her to sleep. You never know. It's a, it's a big price in a very ordinary race for uh, for a sad day. So exactly uh, that's right. uh, she could be um, a bit of insane madness type set up later on in the podcast, Terry. She could be. Mm. Moving on to the feature of the day. The GA Towton Cup listed 2,200 metres, uh, always been a um, a featured build-up, build-up, lead-up event to the Perth Cup. 
George Towton, one of our pioneers of WA racing, dominated um, do- dominated the Perth Cup back in the day, and uh, this race is named in his honour. And it looks as though it's um, it's going to be a tussle between the Cerise and White, the powerhouse operation of WA Racing. They have the two main fancies in this, and uh, opinions will be divided about each, which way they're going to go. But um, I guess most people will be siding with uh, William Pike, the wizard, who opted to go for Midnight Blue narrowly ahead of Royal Command, and those two look like uh, they're going to dominate proceedings on Saturday. Is that how it worked out? That he opt for Midnight Blue? Was yes. He, he had the choice? Yes. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure whether the, the thought process was we wanted to qualify Midnight Blue without doubt. So Pikey lob him on Midnight Blue to try and get the W here. That's what um, I read, yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. I think um, Royal Command's been around a bit longer and we sort of probably know Royal Command's scope to some degree while Midnight Blue's ceiling might be a little bit higher. So I do think Midnight Blue might be the pick of the two runners. Um, the one thing Royal Command does have in his favour is he jumps okay and has the ability to ha- uh, hold a spot here in transit. Um, but the one runner I just wanted to ask you about in a pretty pretty thin little Towton Cup. Um, I mean, even Midnight Blues, only a 79 rate or yeah. 90 plus. So risking for 15 points for, for victory here, but they, they want the points. It's yep. different for, for Bob. Um, but the runner I wanted to ask you about and – I, I might be I might be a bit off a bit off a bit off here perhaps BJ thought his run in the Kingston Town was super um, is trapped for fools. Yep. Um, can can he win? I don't think he can win, but I think he can run a pretty big race. Mm-hmm. Can he can he carry sixty two kilos and beat those I think two so. of Bob's? Um, I think he can run a race. Yeah. Yeah, I think he can run a race. I I look at it's funny. So Trapper Falls is a is a horse who some horses just carry weight really well, and Trapper yeah. Falls is definitely one of those that carries weight well. His last go at Ascot before the Kingston Town, he came back in April. I had one trial. Stevie Parnham hopped on in the detonator. The detonator yeah. over the 1,800 metres. So you'd think he's better suited here. So one trial. On this occasion, he's had two trials and a run of the Kingston. Um, and in the detonator, he carried 63 and it took a, a very, very informed King Blitz with 55 to get past him. Um, I think he only went down by under a length. So I thought that run was – this isn't all that much of a different setup. He carries a kilo less um, – sort of the, the, the form King Blitz was in at the time. I don't think it's all that – different to the four midnight blue royal commands currently in at the moment brad rawilla goes on i really like brad being on a horse speed map wise he's going to get to the top comfortably he should have noiru utgard loki um there isn't a huge amount of tempo or pressure yep. and those two horses went pretty ordinary um at their most recent outing so they could even act as roadblocks if brad's able to get him rolling at the right time he actually ran the fourth quickest last 200 meters which is not something you'd ever associate with trap for fools is it in the kingston town behind uh, inspirational girl truly great and platoon. platoon was a run, yeah. Yeah, platoon was a massive run. Okay, I, I'm I'm not big on jumping into horses with the big weights in these type of handicaps, especially I do know Midnight Blue's got a lot more scope and we'll end up probably getting to that 95, 98 rating um, in, in not too long. But I think at near 20 to 1, I priced Trap for Fools closer to 10. I think at near 20 to 1, we can we can have something small on the old boy out in front just for a bit of, for a, bit of a laugh. Bit of a laugh. Bit of a laugh. One thing also as well, and I, I can't really say much more, but I'm, I'm still trying to get my Perth Cup money back, is this field, the only thing missing here from this field is Taxigano and heavily in the market is Platoon, who's about 10 bucks, and Midnight Blue is 260 here. Midnight Blue with a lot of agency, 7 bucks for the Perth Cup. 
So if you think about that, the seven bucks of the Perth Cup is a pretty good price. But I'm, I'm a little bit gun shy from going too heavy with me uh, Perth Cup suggestions at the moment. But you'd suggest the seven bucks is a little bit of value. Okay. Uh, I'm really confident Midnight Blue. I think that he's almost one of my better bets of the day, which seems a bit price. Seems a bit. I was uh, two sixty. Yeah. See, I was, was two ninety Midnight Blue. So yeah. I'm probably think it's a very similar chance of winning um where have you got him mapped back mm. backish yes uh however he's this is this is what i i really really like about him we i spoke last week about how he only got the four points and rah, rah, rah. but that patty shadow victory was really really strong and he was he was only fourth up i think and he was 1800 to 2200 that was a very fast race and he handled it. He just traveled so sweetly on a strong tempo and Pike was uber confident that day, let down well underneath him. Paddy, Paddy, Paddy Shadow pulled ground off him, but she does, she does that. And um, But that was that was a super, and, and I was like, okay, so this is, what's Carleen Heffel gonna do? And we spoke about this last week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it Pike riding? He's riding a dorm. What's Carleen gonna do from 12? She ended up getting into a pretty good, spot the only the only issue i had with with her particular her ride on midnight blue last week was she probably just needed to patient touch two pace and just needed to get on the back of maserati and let him take her into the race um what happened was she didn't just miss the boat there a touch which allowed another horse to get out underneath um, midnight blue covered additional ground on straightening but geez when it balanced up and let loose she's a she's a, a it was fierce. It was fierce late, and it hit the line like a stayer of significant quality. Um, it was just, it was, it was just, it was one of the best runs of the day for me, with with weight, with a junior rider on board, and just just looked like, and it was just going home two to their one. For me, fifty four kilos, quick back up. I think this horse is um, is Perth Cup bound now. That truly great. Are we talking about truly great, or is that? That's <laughs> to boost. We're not, we're not allowed to mention his the, the horse that's not to be named. Um, yeah, now that he's out of the picture, I think this is this is set up nicely for Midnight Blue to win the Towton Cup en route to um, maybe one more lead up en route to the to the Perth Cup as well. But mm-hmm. I'm really confident. I think ridden patiently, uh, get sucked into the race in typical Pike fashion, um, moving into contention with um, with galloping room at the top of the straight. He's just going to let down strongest Midnight Blue to to get over the top of Royal Command late. Who is um, who is who's Tats Cup victory was career best, obviously, but uh, I think Midnight Blue is going to shade him. Really we, confident. Yeah, no, I, uh, I I can see what you're saying there. As I said, I've marked a, a clear elect, and we've probably got him pretty similar prices. It's just, it's just, I, I just, I, I just can't help but look at the fact that Midnight Blue has been racing against Paddy Shadow Adornment. Maserati was third in that race the other day. Like, it's, and then you're talking even a horse like Nerf Boss, who's put in a, a pretty ordinary one. Um, yeah, we're in jumping Kingston off him. Town, yeah. You're talking, you've got, you've got good runs behind Inspirational Girl, truly great, uh, Serenity Bay. And he's he's now getting up to what should be a suitable trip, a horse that ran in last year's Melbourne Cup. Who's that? Nerf Boss. Uh, it might have been the year before as well. Was it year before? 20, okay. Yeah. 20, whenever it was. He's running a recent yeah. Melbourne Cup anyway. And then you got Trapper Fools. So, um, I mean, they've, they've been running good races in, in the big group races against far superior horses. So it's just interesting seeing those two um, differing form lines come together. But uh, I do agree with you that Midnight Blue is a, uh, a stay of the future. And yeah. you would suspect. After Saturday, that Midnight Blue will be your Perth Cup favourite. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm. 
What do you think the flux were trapped for fools in Group Two, five hundred thousand dollar Mooney Valley Cup two starts ago? I don't know. What were they? Ten dollars into seven dollars. Oh, well, let's let's see if we can get twenties into talk seven. About, yeah. Hey, talk about SP profile. So he he ran tenth, beaten fourteen lengths, or whatever. But you're you're taking a firming seven dollars in a Mooney Valley Cup mm-hmm. <laughs> into uh, a pretty thin old. Um, Towton Cup at uh, what did you say? What price is at the moment, Terry? Uh, close to twenty. Yeah. Just, sh- just shy of the twenty bucks. So yeah, which I is think, all um, it's all weight based, isn't it? It is, it is. Yeah. It is weight based. Yeah. But uh, as I said, he's also carried weight in the. Um, Forgot the name of that race again. Detonator earlier in the year, and yep. uh, he did it with a plum. And Brad Will Willers on. I, I like the few of the boxes that are ticked here. Look at his track and distance statistics. Yeah, as it's well. pretty I good. Mean, isn't it? It's it obviously f- uh, four from five or something like that. It was. I think that was a period where he won seven from eight in a yep. row. I think there was one blemish in there. Taylor Stone rode the majority of yep. them. So, geez, he's a, yeah, there's something about being on a, a nice strong front runner over a journey, especially one uh, who should be probably nearing peak fitness after the two fourteen fifty minute trials and a good hit out over the uh, eighteen hundred. So. Look, I um, look gunned ahead. I'm, I'm with you on, on Midnight Blue, but purely from a price point of view, it's it's Trapper Fools that has come up a bet for me. Very good. All right, BJ, it is time for the Get Out Stakes. S T E A K S. Who's it brought to us by? Brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Cannonvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show, swing past, say good day. Tim and his team will look after you, that's for sure. So drop in and uh, support our sponsor, a long-time sponsor, Market City Meats. Get out steaks. Congratulations to last week's winner, Michael McRodden. It was a ding-dong go, Guru. There was um, some anxious moments mm. for Dark Mission supporters, that's for sure. Yep. But the wizard, as he can often do, pulled a rabbit out of the hat and then uh, the horse won by, what was it, zero point, what was it? Enough. 0.04, I think mm. it was, or 0.14. Um, but Michael's 0.1 length uh, prediction was nearest the pin. So well done, Michael. Enjoyed those stakes. They don't get much better than that. So congratulations, mate. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, let us know who you think is going to win race nine at Ascot on Saturday. Hit us up at the 1-1 one one pod on Twitter. The winner Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. Remembering, of course, Terry, the Sam White rule. First in. Best dressed. Yeah. Here we Jeez, go. We've had a few challenging get-out stakes. I guess last week the uh, the hot pot, the market elect, got the job done. Um, Angelic Miss was a bit stiff in that race too. Yeah. She? yeah she's yeah. Um, going super. Um, what, about, um, what about the – I was one of them. Trying to blast out on dark mission. Were you with me? Yeah, I, well, I didn't. I actually didn't get to my price, but I was in a. I was in a bit of a bit of a mood at that stage of proceedings. So I, uh, I was, I was one of those that uh, didn't completely blast me out, but it got me to a, a point of um, sanity at least. So I yeah, no, I, I didn't. Have, I didn't blast out either. But yeah, I, 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 I have dealt poorly with that if it uh, <laughs> if it didn't get me the chockies. But um, uh, we back him in for a reason. More often than not, he'll uh, get his. Get the horse's head down at the right moment. So you have to see with Dark Mission. Beat the bro punters would have been oh, spewing. Hey, yeah. Spewing. Yeah. yeah. Spewing. Super. Off a little uh, off a little setback as well. And down in trip, it was one I was pretty happy to take on. So anyway, this is a difficult race. What have you marked? The favourite here, BJ. What have you got this the field? Five dollars. No, only five. Yeah. Five dollars was my starting point. I think I've got it seven. Seven dollars the field. What have you got on top? 
Well, I, my favourite is Gummer Pact. Mm-hmm. Was my five. What a, like, like, could you get a better steer last start to win by such a small margin in yeah. such a weak race? Yeah, that's what concerns me. I reckon that I reckon he's completely and utterly at his mark. And Jordan Turner would need to ride another ten and a half out of ten to um to get the chockies. So mm. that's why I've probably given him a little bit more rain um in my market. Well, as a result of exactly what you said, it was a perfect, perfect ride, perfect steer. The second horse was three wide, no cover the entire, just followed it. And there, but the horse that ran third in that particular race, I thought was huge under the circumstances. Yeah, and that's the way I went, Malarab. Okay. Um, I've no idea where it's going to get. That's that my very <laughs> – you knew, you knew my next question, didn't you? <laughs> so, Tell me if so it's going forward yeah. or back. Uh, I don't think it jumps that well, actually. It the went, day it led, it had to be mustard to get there, I think. To be, to be honest, I prefer it to go forward-ish. Uh, however, 12, just- uh, however, this is just uh, this is just a race where I just thought Malarab just went too good to ignore last time. That was he was getting it, it was sort of it was just going up and down on the spot. Mood Goddess was pushing out underneath it, got speared, ended up coming again and was beaten less than a length on the line. Beat Mood Goddess home. Mood Goddess went really really well at Ascot yesterday against the pattern. Um, I just there was so much merit in the performance. That, was uh, there a bit of a the way that race was run? Was there some entitlement for those from the back to be running on? Perhaps the Wild Fusion sat deep the trip, and then you had Mood Goddess and Melarab. Yeah, it was it was more just the home. way that more that it just got shunted, just mm-hmm. kept getting shunted, 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 um, prop, and just never was able just to get into that to hold that line and get balanced up and with momentum. And the, yep. fa- the fact that it finished as close as it did was really encouraging. I think this horse has got quite a bright future, actually. Um, Mal- how are we saying it? Malarab. 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 Malarab, McNaught, Fred Kersley, placed to perfection. <laughs> mm. um, uh, that's the way I'm going in the last. Uh, what did I mark? Malarab. Where are we at here, Terry? So I marked Malarab, seven, second favorite, $7. It's on the and dot. It's, it's bang on the money at the moment. Tough race, though. The yeah. get out is going to be. Um, the, the responses are going to be quite varied, I'd say. Well, it could be just about be a carryover, couldn't it? If uh, if uh, yeah, no one jags the winner, which I reckon could be a possibility here. I had, I had a little Maddie in this race Is just before I finish up no, my synopsis. Okay. Uh, but I thought it would be a bit longer. So Zachariah Bow was my oh, uh, yeah. Maddie. $26 Andy. best available, but that I don't think you can get on there. $21 at um, the reputable <laughs> agencies. Um I reckon Zachariah is ready to do something. I don't know yeah. what, but it's ready to do something. Whether this is its race or not, I just I thought we might see $31, dollars and it might end up there late. Not often I say this, but you, it's probably the cho- the pick of Andrew Castle's two. I actually <laughs> probably had the choice of two here as well, didn't he, with the distant trilogy and Zachariah Bow. Yeah. So the way he's going. Zachariah Bow's low flying. It's yeah. funny. We go back, even if you go back to the run at Mount Barker, they've yep. beaten five and a half, ran dead last. What was a- absolutely <laughs> backed off the map. Was given none, but there was a bit of support around for it that day. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I find it hard to come at Andy Castle with a huge amount, especially on a back mark like this. He's going to have to do a lot right. But um, Zachariah Bow does do his best racing in Ascot as well. So, um, you know, you, so, to- you know, somehow, sometimes at Ascot, you it just ends up the the last race ends up being swoopers. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just it just has, could be a Zachariah Bow kind of day. So. Does. How, how did you map this race in regards to uh, well, in regards to the map? Actually, I don't really know where I was going to go there. Hey, what do you have in front? I know we recharge out in front. Yeah, Breeze. 
my initial plan A is Malarab Breeze, yeah. but um, that's up in the air. The horses that are going to roll forward probably Miss Flamboyance, probably going to want to hold a spot from three. What about Moses was um, sort of jammed out by Sean McGrady, landed 1 1 in the, what was that, the Country Champs final. Other speed, I think. Um, Geordie Turner won't want to get too far back on Glamour Pact. Would Trey Talk want to hold a position? Um, and Island Missile, I reckon they, they might think he goes better coming back a peg. Kick gum race outside leader the other day, but they'll punctured, they want cover. So everything else gets back. Right down the bottom? Hang on. Oh, Wacken, Wacken, yeah. yeah. Wacken take so, it. Does, yeah. he, does he wear across to the brace? Yeah, yeah, I, I, he, he could do. Although he, he went really good with sort of midfield with cover, but I think that was just the way that the race panned out. So um, he could he could punch forward into the breeze for sure. I think he went well midfield with cover, but I think he's limited and he's not going to out sprint these horses. Yeah, uh, if that makes sense. I, I don't think he's going to be able to land next to a uh, next to a distant trilogy or a Zachariah Bow and she's um, got merit or she's got merit. Exactly right. She's got merit. Actually, had Wacken Tankers back in that run and be able to get past him. So look, I, I had Wacken Tanker going forward, landing outside of recharge not impossible Wacken Tanker finds the top even just about it's, it's a sticky map because recharge is not a super quick beginner Wacken Tanker is not a super quick beginner Melrose not a super quick beginner but they're your likely sort of go forward horses so it's going to be about barrier barrier manners on the day Wacken Tanker has gone to another level for me like I again I'm, I'm not really I'm purely just tipping what's above my market. This is a race where I, I'm, I'm, I've just created a market. I'm going to. To be fair, I was ten dollars whack and tanker. So I'm eight fifty yeah. whack and tanker. So there was twenty sixes available this morning. That's been knocked away into about 16, 17s now. So if we're marking whack and tanker eight fifty at seventeens, that's a bet. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Kiora Star is a horse that goes really well fresh. And as you said, these races late in the day, it can be you can be suited being off the fence and sort of got that Maddie feel to me, where mm. Maddie can maybe sit deep, just um, keep it out of trouble. And Kiora Star's run races probably against better horses than what we're seeing here uh trade talks 40 50 to one i've got trade talk around 23 bucks so it's look this is just it's just a wide 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 it's open a bit race. of a raffle isn't it whack and tank is the biggest overs for me comparative to my market so um yeah about double my price whack and tanker is the way we'll go and i'd love to see bradley find the breeze because i think from the breeze uh he actually be really hard to run down mm. yeah malarab for me Zachariah Bow with a uh, bit, a little bit of value, and I, I will say, what will you say? She's got Mary's flying, like, and Michelle Hagley. That was a, that was a, that was a super ride to get her out in, into into space, and that's two times. That's two. Um, sweet rides in a row on she's got merit and uh, Ash Maley, Money Maley. He'll have some supporters in the last as well. The only thing I'll say with She's Got Merit is what I like to do is differentiate when a horse goes to a different stable, right? Yeah. We can see $13 there, right? Let's pretend that She's Got Merit had stayed with the Pierces and run those last two races with the Pierces. She's Got Merit would be five or six Exactly, yeah. So if you can just differentiate She's Got Merit's career – just basically, when you change environments, and think everything changes for you as a yep. horse, and, and she's got merit. It's just a it's a superior horse for Ashley Manley for whatever reason. So, um, yeah, there, there'd be no surprises to me whatsoever if Michelle gets her wide at the right time. And she was so patient there with her with that ride. Yeah. It was a really good steer. Uh, she gets her wide at the right time, and no reason she can't run past him again. So, good luck for those chasing a meat pack. Yes, it's going to be it's going to be a well deserved victory for whoever claims to get out stakes this mm. weekend terry yes yeah, right. well, that, certainly well that brings our preview to an end so mm. it's time for our betfair best betting propositions of the day the perth racing guru terry layton what have you got 
Uh, we'll go nothing overly exciting. I, I've been, as I mentioned to you a few weeks ago, very excited about talking about She's a Charmer on this podcast on a Saturday race soon. And um, I think we're going to see She's a Charmer go through the grades and potentially uh, turn into a black type horse in the not too distant future. So let's um, let's make She's a Charmer our best. Bang. She's a Charmer. Bang. BJ. My best, Betfair best, is Midnight Blue. I think Midnight Blue is going to be winning the Towton Cup and then I am confident he's going to roll into the Perth Cup and win that as well. Very good. So you might have some of the seven bucks in. It's an interesting price, isn't it? Because Mm. as I said, there isn't many extras to go into the Towton Cup to fill out the Perth Cup book and you'd you'd suspect that there'll only be um, further support and he won't get a weight penalty. Either, which is integral, because now I'm all big about weight penalties now. Now I'm, I'm really uh, well versed on weight penalties. Just, I feel he's on a steep incline, yep. midnight blue, and you know what? Uh, you know what these this camp is like. They just get them to elevate and elevate mm-hmm. and elevate. And this is this is the the young stayer on the rise, and he's got Perth Cup written all over him. Maddie BJ, I threw out. I think defiantly is more insanity than Maddie. Maddie, oh, but I don't mind it. yeah, he's, she, uh, defiantly's um, it's defiantly a roughie. Yeah, it sure is. But my Maddie will we'll, we'll lock in Zachariah Bow okay. in the last. I, I'm I'm a little bit more confident of Zachariah Bow actually winning um, mm-hmm. than defiantly, who I could think could just run a bit of a cheeky race at a huge price. But Zachariah Bow, I reckon, is is my Maddie for the day, Terry. I like that. Uh, that's, it, that's in the last in the get out. In the last, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit cheeky, BJ. In the we're gonna stick. I'm pretty keen on Scooter's Machine in the first. I could make one up that I'm not as as big on. Only sixteen dollars best at the minute. Um, but look from that yard. There's every chance it's not going to be a huge amount of support anyway. So um, Scooter's Machine, very close to your 20 bucks at the moment, mm-hmm. but um, not sure what that market will do. It'll be interesting. I've marked it uh, considerably shorter, but uh, when they're from the unfashionable yards, they can often get the, uh, the Daryl Driskies. Okay.